So you have a website or you're thinking of having a website, this episode is for you. This is Thrive 1110 with Bold Care A of Bold Care Financial, guiding you toward business success and bringing clarity to personal finance. This is Thrive 1110. Welcome to Thrive 1110. This is the show where you get Bible-friendly, practical tips on business and money so you can thrive. And as you thrive, remember the Lord your God who enables you to do so by being an agent of transformation in your family, in your community, and in your city. I'm Bold Kire, your host for this show, and uh, you can catch up on previous episodes of Thrive 1110 by going on the chri.ca website or thrive1110.ca. That's thrive1110.ca. And you can also uh, find uh, the previous episodes of Thrive 1110 on your favorite podcast um, place like Spotify or Apple Podcast, etc. So today, um, I thought I would be talking to you about this subject of um, websites. Maybe you have a website uh, that you you have made yourself or that you have paid someone to to uh, design for you. And maybe you don't have a website yet, but you're thinking of having one. And today's episode is going to really be helpful to you in, in um, reviewing or creating a website that is going to work for you, that is actually going to be on your side. And why do I say that? It's because many times in what I do, uh, part of what I do, I actually help people uh, make sure that whatever they're doing marketing-wise is also good for them. Uh, so I don't just do financial stuff for people, but um, because oftentimes it involves um, entrepreneurs, um, I kind of created this division where I look after uh, things like websites, messaging, etc. So what I'm going to say, unfortunately, I found out that um, just by reviewing people's websites, that in many, many, many cases, the website is not actually working for them. What do I mean by that is the website was done maybe by a great designer or by a great developer uh, who knows coding and um, in terms of the designer who knows how to really make the website look beautiful. But um, it doesn't really do much for the business or the ministry. And there are some things that can be easily fixed in order to actually improve the website and make it work more for you, for your business or for your ministry. And these are the things that I want to um, start tackling with you today if we don't have the the chance to do it in one episode. Uh, we will cover the rest of it in another episode. And um, there are 12 things, 12 things that I think every website in 2022 should have, 12 things. It's a minimum. Obviously, there could be more than that. Uh, but these 12 things, I believe if you uh, apply them, if you use them, maybe ask whoever worked on your website to help you with these 12 things, your website will do better for you. You will see that you'll start having more visitors on your website your visitors, so those who come on your website will stay longer on your pages, will engage more with the content that you are offering on your pages. And ultimately, uh, if you do your things well, if you set up your marketing stuff well, you will end up having more leads or more 
people um, contacting you or interacting with your brand, etc. So um, a website nowadays is something that you want to have, but you don't just want to have a website that is going to be parked there just to say that you have one. And I must admit, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> but uh, so what I'm saying today applies to me, applies to myself. But um, yeah, these 12 things, try to apply them and 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 you'll tell me the difference. Now, after I give you these 12 things in uh, the upcoming Let's Get Practical section, if you find out that maybe you need help with that, don't hesitate to reach out to me. That's what I do professionally, part of what I do professionally. Uh, above and beyond the financial aspect of things. And I'll be able to, uh, because you've listened to this, if you just reach out uh, through the thrive1110.ca website, I'll be able to just give you a free consultation. It's just a free checkup of your website. And I'll tell you how your website measures um, with, like, in comparison with all these 12 things that I'll mention. So that's free. I'm not going to ask you to pay for anything. I just want to give you that um, outside look um, for your website. So you have like maybe a fresh pair of eyes looking at your website and telling you about how your website is doing as it relates to these 12 things. So the title for today is really 12 things your website should have. And uh, without further ado. Bold. Let's get practical. This is our Let's Get Practical section. And I'll start um, listing these 12 things that um, that I want to talk about. If we don't have the time to cover all of them today, it's okay. We will complete them in another episode. But let me start by pointing out the header of your website. The header of your website. If you don't know what the header of your website is, basically... It's that first section, that's fir- that first part of your website that people see when they land on it. So if someone types in your, your web address, uh, which is called your URL, and lands on your website, or somebody finds you on Google and lands you on your website, the first thing that they see, the very top part of your website, that's what is called the header of your website. And uh, that header, I want to give you um, five things that you want your header to have. And the first thing, obviously, would be that your header must show who you are. (laughs) And that's very obvious, but um, it happens that people don't really uh, show who they are on their header. And that can be very easy, very simple as your logo with your company name or your ministry name. And that takes care of that point number one, which is your header must show who you are. So people landing on your header without trying to figure it out, they will understand. They'll know who you are. Now, I'm not saying that you should go out there and make your company name and your logo the central piece of your header because that will actually be counterproductive and it will not help you. It will not help your website. It will not help you retain visitors um, and your bounce rate, which is people coming on your website and getting out of your website right away. Uh, your bounce rate will keep increasing or, or keep being high. So you want 
people to know who you are. Just the logo with your company name, your ministry name is enough. That's number one. Number two, you want them to know what you offer. You don't want them to guess that. Um, like I said, probably in one of the previous episodes about marketing, and you can you can go back and listen to those episodes that I did about marketing. Um, and um, what you offer, people need to know what you offer right on your header. And it is not the place to try to be clever, to try to be smart. It doesn't work. And the reason it doesn't work is simply because people are already bombarded by ads and uh, information and all kinds of messages every day. North of 3,000 single unique pieces of information, marketing information, are presented to people on average every day. So if you are not clear, crystal clear, on what you offer right on your header that people see first when they land on your website, and you try to be clever with whatever you say there as a title or whatever, well, it's going to have people trying to guess what is it that you're offering. And chances are they won't have time. They won't want to spare the time to guess what you're offering. So make it clear. Now, if on top of being clear, you can be also clever or funny or whatever, that's a bonus. But really, the baseline is be crystal clear. Uh, let me give you an example uh, of where, of a website. And I know right now we are talking through um, the radio airwaves, but uh, so we can't really see something together. But just try to imagine that you're landing on a website of, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, okay, let's say a website that says your journey starts here. That's what you see. Um, as a text on the header, you land there and you see your journey starts here. What does it say to you about that website? It's a website about what? It's a business about what? Your journey starts here. Versus if you landed on a website and you simply saw, uh, we repair your car right at your home. I think that is a bit more clear. And, and I just made up these two examples, maybe very silly, but tell me which one tells you about the business more than the other one. I'm guessing the second example that I took gives you a better sense of what this business does than the one that says your journey starts here. So in a fraction of a second, in a second, you want people who are landing on your uh, website seeing your header to know what you're offering. Uh, we, we detail your car right at your home. We offer flowers that will beautify your day. Um, we offer flowers for any occasion. Um, we sell insurance um, that is right for you. We, whatever, we sell beautiful clothes that will um, emphasize your your physical attributes or whatever. Uh, I'm just making these up, but the idea is you want to be crystal clear on what it is that you're doing. 
what it is that you're offering. So that was point number two there. Point number three is aspirational identity. So along with the what you offer, offer, you also want to add ideally or maybe an aspirational identity. That is simply the people you are targeting with your website. So those people that you want as customers, so your ideal customer type, what is the transformation that you are proposing to them? In other words, after they've used your product or service or after they've benefited from your ministry, how do they become? So they go from point A to a point B and that point B is what they become or what they have or how they feel after having used your services or products or benefited from your ministry. That's the aspirational identity and that's kind of uh, how they envision themselves. So you want that ideally to also be in the header in a very clear way. So up to now I said, you want your header to show who you are, a simple logo, your company name suffices for, suffice for that. Um, you want people to know what you offer and clarity is better than cleverness in that case simply because people are already loaded with information and you don't want them trying to figure out what it is that you're doing as they land on your website. You want it to be very clear. And third, aspirational identity. That is, you just want them to know how um, they will feel um, or you just want to repeat to them how, how they want to feel as it relates to your service or your product or your ministry. So it's basically what they will become, how they'll feel, how they'll be after having used your product, your service, or benefited from your ministry. So the fourth thing, still on that header, that simple, that header, the first thing that people see when they land on your website, you want to have a call to action, a clear call to action. And ideally, you actually want to repeat the call to action twice on that header. So on that header, that's um, where you also want the call to action to be seen. And that call to action is simply what you want your site visitor to do. The action that you want them to take as it relates to your business, as it relates to your product, your service, or your ministry. What is the action that you want your website visitor to take? And that's what is called the call to action. In short, CTA. And you'll hear that. You'll hear that uh, term CTA. It stands for call to action. And as its name suggests, it's what you want your website visitor to do. And you want to have at least um, the call to action twice on your header so that people know exactly what you want them to do. Because people can see your information, but if you don't tell them what you're expecting them to do next, they may just be lost and leave your website without doing anything. So you always want to make sure that you have those call to actions. And um, um, Don Miller uses the analogy of uh, uh, um, the cashier. If you go to a store and uh, there's no cashier, uh, cashier, well, people pick up stuff, pick up clothes, pick up whatever, but they don't know where to pay. 
And that would be stupid. So you really want to have clear call to actions in your header so that people know what you're expecting them to do, the action you're expecting them to do. And the last thing, and we're still just on the header of your website, the last thing is that, yes, you can have a menu like the home, about, and this and that. You can have a menu on your header. And generally, you see a menu on headers. But you don't want to make this busy or cluttered. You really want a clean header. So generally, things that really make a header look um, crowded, look cluttered, is a heavy menu. A menu with many options. Not only it distracts your your uh, audience your visitors and uh, it's funny i actually have a tool that i use where i measure where people look when they land on your website and you can see depending on when you crowd your web your header or not like how it distracts people and divides the attention and diverts it away from the very things you want your visitors to be focusing on so reduce the size of your menu. If you absolutely, really cannot do without many items in your menu, well, then use drop-down lists and declutter your header that way because it will minimize distraction so people can focus on the information that you really want them to see when they land on your header. And again, like I said, People are already bombarded with promotional advertising types of messages every day. So the last thing they want is when they land on a website to be looking to see okay, where they should be looking actually. If they land on your website and they don't know where they should be looking, there's a problem. Is If there's information everywhere and you're not focusing, channel, uh, uh, channeling, um, the attention of your website visitor to a specific place, then you lost them there. And uh, and um, they're looking at everywhere on your header and chances are they won't stay long and it'll they'll bounce back and leave. So you want to keep your header decluttered, but have these things that I mentioned earlier. So number one, write just at the header. First thing that your visitor sees when they land um, on your website, first thing you wanna you want them to know who you are. You want them to know what you offer. You want them to you want to say or repeat back to them how they will feel or be after they've used your product, service, or business. That's aspirational identity. You want to have your CTA, that's your call to action, at least twice on that header. And you do not want to crowd your menu. You do not want to clutter your header by fear of losing people's attention because they're trying to know where they should be looking and they're trying to understand what it is that they should do. Uh, so avoid at all costs cluttering your header. So these, fi these uh, five points, these first five points are really just on your header. And if you only did that out of the 12 that I mentioned, if you only fixed up your header 
to to match these five points and you measure things on your website, you will see the type of difference that I'm talking about. And you'll see that even just with these five things, your website will start working more for you rather than being something there on the net uh, that people are not really paying attention to. So do these five things, very simple. Now, uh, I clearly see we won't have time to cover all the 12 items and it's okay. I'll come back in a second episode and uh, cover the rest. But since we still have a bit of time, let me continue. And I'll continue uh, with the sixth point, which looks pretty much like um, the fourth point I mentioned regarding CTAs. So the sixth point is again CTAs, call to actions. But this time, not only you want these call to actions on your header, and I said twice in your header, point four. Now in point six, you want the call to action to be obvious throughout your website. If your visitors scroll down, so, okay, that's it. You've hooked them with your header and now they're scrolling down. So they are seeing the rest of your website or your landing page or whatever. And they're scrolling down. If you don't have call to actions there, it's like you're not, uh, um, um, it's like, it's like you're not making it easy for them to take that action. You're not reminding them that this is the action you want them to take. And I want you to know that in marketing, just as in, in many other things, repetition is important and repetition actually is key and serves to anchor an idea, serves to anchor something in people's minds. So if the only place where you see the call to actions are on the header, well, that's not good. You need to have call to actions throughout your website, throughout your pages, strategically located and visible. Not hidden, they're not visible. So that people, as they scroll, as they visit your pages, are constantly reminded um, in a good way. I'm not asking you to be really annoying with these call to actions, but they need to be everywhere placed strategically everywhere on your website so that people are reminded so that what you want them to do, the action that you want them to take is anchored in their mind. And even if there's no action taken by them during that visit, it is anchored. And maybe they'll come back for another visit, etc. So you want those call to actions to be there, strategically placed and visible, not just in the header, but throughout your website. And when I talk about call to actions, learn more is not a call to, is not a real call, to, is not actually, is not a call to action. It's a very weak call to action. Um, you'll see somewhere, like in, in many, on many websites, you'll see learn more. And this is something that I try to advise my clients to stay away from because that doesn't help them. It is not a compelling call to action. So you want to have a stronger type of call to action. Book a call, schedule a call, um, save money, uh, etc. Whatever it is, it needs to speak. It needs to be strong and not weak as learn more. Um, I wanted just to mention that because I see that often and it doesn't really help your website. So that was point number six. 
Point number seven is really something that is going to be difficult for you to pinpoint, but it is so critical, so critical to people engaging with your content, with your website, and that is the messaging. You want a clear and compelling messaging on your website. And when I say clear and compelling messaging, obviously, it needs to be clear what you are communicating to your visitors. And again, don't think that you need to be telling a lot of things or writing a lot of words. Don't forget that in marketing, repetition is important. So whatever messaging you are giving, make it a one point or a two points maximum message and spread that across your website. Say that in different ways if you want, but the messaging needs to be clear and it needs to be made in a way so that as people scroll through your pages and read your stuff, the same message, the same communication, maybe with different ways, different words, comes back to them again and again and again. Don't think it's going to be annoying. If it is done well, it is not going to be annoying. It is actually going to anchor your message in the mind of the visitor. And it is going to make you more memorable as your message is being more retained by the people who are visiting your website. So you want it to be clear. You actually want it to be repetitive in a certain way. You want in your messaging to show to your clients, to your visitors, that you understand their needs, that you understand their wants. And you also want to show them that you also understand their pain, their challenges in that messaging that you're going to use throughout your website. And there's a process that I use to do that with um, people that I work with that makes it easy to come up with a messaging that is clear and compelling and memorable that they can use throughout the website. As a matter of fact, that they can use even as they need to make speeches, as they need to prepare uh, social media posts, etc. And uh, again, if you need help with any of the first seven things, as a matter of fact, with the 12 things that I'm going to mention over the two episodes, but here I already mentioned seven. I understand. I, I realize I quickly went over the messaging part, but I'll come back to that on the second in the second episode. So if you need help, just to to say, hey, like bold, is my website making sense? Uh, how do you how do you see my website? If you want this outside perspective on your website, free, just get in touch. Thrive1110.ca and send me a message from there or send me an email directly at bold at, that's bold, B-O-L-D at thrive1110.com. B-O-L-D, like David, at thrive1110.com or simply go to thrive1110.ca and send me a message from there. Tell me, give me your website address, tell me what you do and I'll give you a free feedback on how I view your website in light of these points that I've been sharing up to now. So uh, we are going towards the end of our episode today. And uh, 
we'll continue on that, um, on this subject in an other episode. And this applies to you as a business, as a ministry, whether you have one or maybe you don't even have a full website, but just a landing page. Um, this applies to you. And like I said, I'm actually preaching to myself like I do this because I realize sometimes I don't take the time to apply this, but send me a message if you want a free review of your website and I'll be glad to do that. So you've been listening to Thrive 1110. Tune in next week, same time for episode two of this subject on websites. And uh, I'm Bol Kere, your host. When honest people prosper, the whole city celebrates. Thrive 1110. To learn more or to connect with Bold, go to thrive1110.ca.